Hello and welcome back to the One Stop Psychology podcast. Today we've got a very interesting topic, uh, something that a lot of people talk about, uh, and there seems to be a lack of understanding and awareness about the impact we can have in terms of the kind of phrases and words we use on other people. Uh, and we thought we should talk about this uh, and nip it in the bud rather than uh, talk about you know only mental illnesses because how we behave towards each other also. is a major role in terms of how other people feel uh, so we are calling this uh, podcast why statements like hakuna matata may not work for everybody uh, we have mr harishankar with us and i'm baskar uh, we are the two contributors for one stop psychology uh, and let's just get started then uh, hari what is uh, what are we saying when we say hakuna matata statements so i'm sure uh, you know when we watch disney movies or uh, some of these other motivational movies there's a very brief period of uh, uh, motivation um, so for example it could be um, hakuna matata in, in the case of the lion king or it could be let's say all is well in the case of three idiots right now these statements are very often universal in nature universal in the sense they are not uh, targeted to a specific individual per se and these are kind of generalized universal statements now uh, you asked what is the issue with using these statements uh, two things i would say first they may uh, appear to be a bit shallow in its depth because uh you're not uh, actually understanding the problem you're not understanding what is probably contributing to the problem uh but we are jumping into a conclusion or sorry we are jumping into an intervention um all is well or you know don't worry be happy these are other other statements that we are are making so um like i said two things about this one uh, we may not uh, really understand the problem in its uh, uh, you know actual depth Uh, and then we are jumping into an intervention so that's one thing the second thing is um when uh, you are the recipient of these statements um then when you you know say uh, uh, sh- let's say share a problem with somebody and and the response that you get is don't worry it 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 it'll be uh, it'll be fine or why don't you try doing this i'm sure this will help you so the problem is we are jumping into an intervention without really understanding the depth of it or without really understanding what exactly is happening what is contributing to the problem so that's one thing and some recipients may also experience this undue pressure um they may believe that this intervention should work or this statement should work however um because of whatever reasons they don't really uh, work to a large extent even if they do work uh, how for how long do they actually sustain so that's that's the second thing uh, associated with it um so i think that that's why i feel that um, you know um, before we jump into an intervention when we hear our friends out or when we uh, when somebody shares their problems this is something um, something that i feel we should uh, probably consider yeah and uh, i can almost hear people screaming who are listening and saying that you know but sometimes this thing works uh, that i told my friend that uh, it will be fine and my friend was fine or i told somebody you know uh, it's okay things will get better and then they took it in a positive light and uh it helped them in their life or something like that i can almost hear someone listening to this screaming saying that you know no harishankar sir you're wrong uh but i think uh from a personal perspective uh if i introspect on a lot of times when i have made these statements to somebody personally saying that you know it's fine 
uh, xyz you'll be okay uh, it's probably come from a place where i didn't want to have a conversation and i just wanted to avoid the conversation uh, i didn't want to know the depth of their problem but i still wanted to be there as their friend but i couldn't tell them directly you know that i don't care uh, but <laughs> like i have to be here because i'm your friend uh, so i said i'll be fine don't worry about it this is life uh, shit happens in life or whatever people keep saying right uh, so i think that's another thing that uh, the recipient may not be aware but the person who says these statements usually is also trying to avoid a conversation where uh, they don't want to hear all the all the problem that the other person is having uh, and therefore the statements is made so that you know there is like a barrier saying that i don't want to listen to you anymore but it'll be fine uh, <laughs> which is unfortunate but i think uh, it's an honest thing that i'm speaking of and all my friends who are listening in if you are my friends and if you are listening in uh then i haven't done this to you i promise uh so what about the people who are saying that this sort of thing works because a lot of times what i realize is people think this is positive psychology they think positive psychology is about being positive all the time but they don't realize that positive psychology is about coping in the right way uh where sometimes you cope with a problem sometimes you cope with the emotion sometimes you try and protect yourself uh when you can't protect yourself from either of the aforementioned things uh so i think positive psychology somehow gets uh, diluted in its understanding because people think it's about making these motivational statements like if you frown there are 70 muscles involved if you smile there are 14 muscles involved and nonsense like this you know i keep seeing this on social media and it really bothers me because first of all that's not true second of all uh if you just smile you can't be happy suddenly you know so the smile is like the facial feedback hypothesis is a hypothesis it's not a established theory therefore the name is facial feedback hypothesis if you smile doesn't mean your day will grow great all the time uh what do you think um i think i completely agree with you with you on that uh okay now uh, when when i look at it uh, there's this need to think positive be positive um you know uh, and and if you read the case of pollyanna uh, it's it's it, it talks more about this as in how uh, you are expected to be happy all the times you are expected to be cheerful bubbly uh, you know uh, positive all the time now there's no harm in doing all of this there's no harm in making statements like hakuna matata and, and things like that what i want to emphasize on is the context so two things about this context if you are uh, talking to somebody who um, you know probably requires a more in-depth uh, intervention this may appear to be very shallow and they may feel invalidated by this uh, statement see it's like uh, if somebody is not able to go go to sleep and uh, somebody just say, responds to why don't you try sleeping or why don't you be happy it will probably cure your depression right so these statements and i'm talking uh, about them from the recipient's perspective as in they may uh, this is why i emphasized on the word shallow and this may uh, make the person feel invalidated so i i totally agree with you on that point what also happens is when someone hears this uh, i think depression is like a classic case where everyone thinks it's a normal thing and it's not a thing to be made a big deal about and if you just laugh and smile you'll be fine uh and this is a major cause of concern because when you make this sort of statement to somebody who's depressed or suicidal saying that you know be happy and life will be better everyone goes through trouble what is the difference in yours or whatever like that um this invalidation adds to the problem right because you feel that nobody understands you because nobody because these people who are making these statements aren't really trying to understand you they're trying to help 
but they are trying to solve your problem without even trying to understand what the problem is so i think there is this understanding of you know solution focused uh, therapy where uh, you try and listen to the person and then immediately try and solve the problem and that's where therapy i think helps a lot of people because the therapist engages in listening to you first of all understanding the entire context without trying to tell you you know life is troublesome for everybody and your problems don't matter because even i have problems uh, that sort of understanding is just stupid i think uh, and from a personal point of view i think if you're trying to be there for your friend for your family member uh, i think you should be there wholeheartedly and try and listen to them completely or else just back off and say you know i don't have time for this at least that honesty will be appreciated probably but because you know there are societal pressures and all of that uh, that's probably an unavoidable sort of thing that's true that's true um so uh, you know uh, along with this uh, pressure to think positive and be positive and things like that i think uh, uh, what also happens in these cases is uh, we fail to accept some of our negative emotions um you know uh, so there is a sense of urgency in both the individual who is experiencing it and the individual who is observing it so it could be their peers families anybody else who is observing it to um, reject those negative experiences emotions feelings and uh, like i said earlier jump into a, a solution whereas uh, probably that emotion requires some more time it could be let's say the grief that you are experiencing after a breakup or a loss um, or let's say a, a rejection that you experienced right so rather than uh, making such positive statements quote unquote positive statements like you know i think it's time to move on let's focus on something else it will distract you so the these may work temporarily but then in the long run in order to process the grief or the rejection or any other emotions it's very important to accept these feelings and uh, work on them in a more uh, de- uh, in, in in a little more depth as compared to what some of these statements uh, you know try to achieve okay so now uh you're a clinical psychologist right i'm a lay person for instance right i'm i'm not a clinical psychologist so yeah i'm a lay person my question would be this when you say work on these feelings right what do you mean like if somebody listens to my problem completely and i'm, I'm able to enunciate the entire issue that i'm going through is that enough or is there more to it or what what is what happens what do you mean when you say uh it's shallow to make these statements and we should listen to the other person is that by itself enough or you know what 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 does a person do how do you know if somebody needs help or not help or something like that right right absolutely uh, okay so to begin with uh, there are three things that we can do when uh, you have this urge to make a statement like this so we can ask ourselves whether we have empathized with the other person completely do we get their perspective of the problem or are we um, uh, trying to jump into uh, you know jump in, jump into an intervention there's also this uh, phenomenon called one upmanship right let's say for example somebody says uh, uh, you know i i hurt my left arm um, then you know somebody else may, may respond to you oh that's that's absolutely nothing you know uh, i i had fractured my left arm let me talk more about it right so uh, so uh, like like i was discussing earlier let's ask ourselves have we empathized with the other person completely and or are we bringing in our own biases our own perspectives of the problem that's one thing the second
second thing that we can probably ask ourselves or uh, do rather rather than asking is to validate whatever they are going going through now say for example if uh, you know somebody asks me uh, and uh, why are you not excited about game of thrones uh, and and i am a person who have not seen any any uh, episodes of these uh, you know uh, the series so probably the other person cannot understand the lack of excitement excitement in me related to uh, game of thrones but that doesn't mean that i'm not um, you know uh, my experience is not genuine or whatever i'm experiencing is probably not true so uh, validate understand that the, the other person's emotions or whatever they are going through is also genuine uh, irrespective of um, the context or irrespective of what is what else is contributing to it so that would be my second suggestion validate um, after empathizing and then there would be this urge to jump into an intervention because when somebody starts talking to you there are two things one um, they they might be seeking a solution from you or they probably just want uh, a listening ear so identify this urge to jump into an intervention and then uh, like i said earlier we can try focusing on the other two questions uh, empathizing and validating with the other person yeah i think uh, that's a important point you've made because in i think the rule of thumb is probably to listen first completely and then ask the other person do they want a solution or not i think a lot of people are uncomfortable about asking the other person if they need a solution uh, so if they ask for a so if you ask them that do you want me to help you solve this issue uh, i think then that sort of lets you gauge whether you need to give a solution or not or whether you need to intervene or not um, so that's an important question maybe we can ask rather than interpret because uh, we have our own biases uh, and then there is this entire idea of egocentric thought right where Uh, I see the world from my point of view, and others' views are not as uh, relevant as mine. Uh, and therefore, when they tell me about their problems, I might engage in one-upmanship, or uh, I might try and solve their problems from my perspective, uh, which may not be the right solution, right? Because it worked for me, it may not work for everybody, and it's not like scientifically based or anything. Whereas therapy is like that. Uh, therapy strategies, etc., are tested and replicated and tested again. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, I have a friend who's at Nimans, and uh, she keeps talking about the process of therapy being very important as well. Uh, and I think that's something that we can, you know, uh, sort of plug here, where the process of listening to somebody is as important as giving the solution to them. Uh, I have one last thing to understand: Is there a gender difference here? Could there be a gender difference in terms of uh, how people deal with this sort of? Uh, issue or how they behave because i feel i'm not sure i don't know scientifically if this is relevant or not uh, but i feel like uh, maybe males are slightly different in terms of how they deal with this uh, in coping strategies as compared to females i'm not sure what do you know much about it no i don't think there's any empirical uh, consensus on this fact that you know males and females um, react or cope differently uh, in in this uh, situation more than gender i think there are two other variables that may play a very important role one is personality so say for example um, you know you are somebody who has uh, uh, 
traits of patients, who has traits of non-judgmentality. These traits will help you uh, listen in a better manner. That's that's one thing. Uh, on the other hand, uh, let's say if you are somebody who uh, you know has a need to uh, let's say feel valued or get validated by others, so you know the need to please somebody. Now here, uh, what could also happen is if if somebody is high on this particular trait. Uh, uh, there is a tendency to jump into an intervention as compared to, um, you know, listening uh, wholeheartedly and, and things like that. So I think personality plays a very important role. The other factor that I would like to discuss are social constructs. So, for example, social constructs of gender, how males should behave and, um, you know, females should behave, uh, especially in this context while listening to somebody. Uh, so these pressures that are, uh, uh, that originate from a social construct uh, gender roles can also uh, uh, play a role in, uh, you know, individual differences in listening and reacting to such such conversations. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, probably people want to stereotype genders and say males will be this way and females will be this way. And that's why you read a lot of articles that tell you all of that sort of thing. But I think what you say in terms of traits probably makes more sense uh, than a gender difference in this sort of space. Uh, I think we've covered everything that we wanted to. Uh, and... Thanks, Hari, for joining us and everyone listening in, please follow our Instagram page. You're probably listening to this on Instagram. So please uh, give us a like or, you know, give a comment or just a shout out to us. Uh, we are very happy to be doing this and our community is growing. And we've also started therapy online uh, for all of you. And uh, the prices we've tried and kept as low as possible. Uh, so we've told the therapist, you know, that uh, this is a way for you to interact with the larger community. Uh, so they've been willing to put their prices down and we hope that uh, if you need help you can find it with us uh, thank you for listening in we are the one stop psychology podcast and see you soon